Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. I have heard so many individuals use COVID-19 as a reason for why they're unable to do things. Uh, And I've also heard many colleagues say, boy, I want to make a change. I just am not able to do it. And so today, uh, you're going to leave this episode knowing how you can create lasting behavioral change. And if I'm able to do that, if you're able to do that, we are so much better for it. Dr. Rhoda. Our brains don't like change, pure and simple. Our brains like to stay right where they're at, very comfortable. We don't like the unknown. We don't like the uncertainty of making changes. It's how our brains just operate. Uh, They believe that if we keep going as we are, we're okay right now. So if we keep doing this, everything's going to be just fine. If we make change, something could happen that would throw us off and we wouldn't know how to handle it. So oftentimes our brains fight us when we want to change or create a new habit. There is some very fun research that I I really had fun researching this topic uh, on how to make lasting changes in our habits and in our brains. So the information I'm sharing with you today today comes from two different books. One is called One Small Step Can Change Your Life. It's by Dr. Robert Maurer. And uh, this book explains the Japanese concept of Kaizen, which you make tiny little changes and adjustments over time towards your goal. And then the other book that was just fantastic is Tiny Habits by Dr. B.J. Fogg. Now, Dr. Fogg is a behavior scientist, and he has researched and worked with and coached over 40,000 people, and he's measured their progress week after week, and this is what he's learned. So I, sh- I love books, right? You can well, Somebody can take all this time, all this energy, all this knowledge, and put it into a little book that I can read in a couple of hours. How, what a blessing. And see, what I was thinking is, mm-hmm. okay, if I'm an audience member, mm-hmm. and I hear someone say, research is fun, <laughs> Uh, and yet it is. I mean, it's so clearly evident. And those of well, you who know kind of Dr. Rhoda, uh, she loves this stuff. And I do too, to an extent. But yeah. but hopefully, you know, our, our, our audience will benefit from that love in the, the learning that it, it is shared. And yeah, you're right. Someone des- dedicates all this time to a book and, and we reap the benefits. Yeah, very true. So here's here's what we have to do. Take any habit that you want to change, like any new habit that you want to go into, and make it ridiculously easy to do. Like really small, really easy. For instance, if you wanna begin reading more, like if that's your goal, I would like to read more, break it down. Commit to read a single paragraph a day, or maybe even one sentence. I'm gonna read one sentence a day, or make it as easy as I'm just gonna open a book. I'm gonna start out by opening a book every day. But here's a key point. You have to take that tiny habit or small step and link it to another action that you already do every day. You don't want to have to set reminders on your phone or put up sticky notes. You need to link it to something that is already a habit, something that you're already doing. So for example, let's say you want to start reading your Bible on a daily basis. Okay, you want to read your Bible in the morning. And you say, I'm going to read one passage a day. And I'm going to link it to drinking my coffee. So I'm going to pour my cup of coffee. I'm going to take my first wonderful sip of coffee. And then I'm going to read one Bible passage. And then here's the third step. Once you've completed it, you have to celebrate. You want to link feel-good hormones to the action that you just did. So tell yourself that you're proud of yourself or lift your hands up in the air and say, yay me, or say thanks God, or whatever makes you feel good. So here's here's the three steps. Make it a tiny, tiny change. 
link it to something you're already doing, and celebrate. So I really love hearing this information because I love coffee. So I am thinking there are going to be so many lasting behavioral changes <laughs> that will happen. So if you go past my office because I drink coffee too much and you see me continually celebrating, um, this is really good stuff. I actually may be able to have some significant lasting changes just tying it to coffee. It's it's amazing. So Dr. Fogg did a fun thing. He committed to doing two push-ups every time he finished going to the bathroom. Okay, <laughs> so, all right. So then eventually, when two became really easy, here's what happens. As it gets easy, you know, you have your, your one passage of the Bible, and you say, well, I might as well read one more. Uh-huh. You, you open the book, well, I have it open, I might as well read a sentence or read a paragraph, right? Instead of setting the goal, I'm going to read a page where your mind says, yeah, that's too much, you know, I'm going to do something very, very, very doable. So, you know, 20, 70 push-ups a day is too much, but I'm going to do two every time I go to the bathroom. Well, what I love about this is so often with Bible studies, we hear, oh, it's so hard. I get started. I, I fall off. I, it doesn't work with the time. And and yeah. what you're saying really makes a whole lot of sense. Link it to a habit you already have or something that you already do. So eventually his two became really easy to do as two push-ups. So then he moved, started increasing it up to four and then he did five or six, and then he did seven or eight. And he now does eight to ten push-ups every time after he goes to the bathroom, which ends up he's doing like 70 push-ups a day. So, And it just started with two. And so he linked it to something he was already doing, and then he celebrated when he was done. So let's brainstorm some other possibilities. You want to tidy up the kitchen more often? Every time I walk in the kitchen, uh, no. I'm going to put one dish in the dishwasher. Uh, my wife's going to put a <laughs> cup of coffee out uh, in the kitchen each morning. This is not good. This this is one for me. I want to drink more water. And I don't know how many times I've told myself, Rhoda, you're going to drink more water. And then I just don't. So I came into work this morning and I said, here's my thing. Here's my small thing. I'm going to have water sitting on my desk all day. I know that if water is sitting there, I'm going to drink it. You know, I'm going to take a sip when I get up, you know. And so... I don't have to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day. I'm just going to have water sitting on my desk all day, every day. And then that'll increase my water intake. There is so much wisdom there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, boy, I, I, a lot of different ideas are running through yeah. my head right now. But then I have to celebrate that I did it. It was a success. I drank, I've drank more water today than I usually now, would. See, but my problem is, okay, if I would do that, mm-hmm. then I would consume more water. And then I'd need to use Go the, the restroom more. And so maybe how many push-ups could I do? <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this is where my brain went. He doesn't do those in the bathroom, does he? No. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is a funny one. You, you know, all of us know how to floss our teeth, right? We know how to do it. We know the benefits of it. But how many people say, gosh, I just wish I could get in the habit of flossing. I have a hard time being in the habit of flossing. Here's what you do. Floss one tooth. Finish brushing your teeth. And you're going to have that goal of flossing one tooth. And when you finish, celebrate. And then you can take, you, you accomplished it, one tooth, and then eventually you're going to flush two teeth and three teeth. Um, you want to begin walking or running? Say, I'm going to stand on the treadmill every day. <laughs> I'm just going to get on the treadmill. And then once you say, okay, I'm going to walk for a minute. And then after a while, that's pretty easy. Okay, I'm going to walk for five minutes. Okay, that's pretty easy. So just make it tiny, tiny, tiny. You want to start running? I'm going to set my shoes out every morning. Uh, I'm going to set out my running clothes every morning. Um, you, instead of trying to meditate, setting a goal of, I need to meditate, I'm going to meditate for a half hour every day, or I'm going to meditate for an hour every day, or your body, your brain says, nope, 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 that's too much, can't do that. Instead, say, I'm going to take three deep breaths every time I get into my car. Okay, so very small, link it to something you're already doing, and then celebrate. 
Now, high achievers oftentimes feel that we need to be perfect, and this is hard for us. We look at the deficits, not the progress. We analyze what we want to do, and, and we can't do it perfectly, and we get frustrated. And here you are celebrating small change in the direction you want to go, and when you do it this way, your brain won't ambush you. So again, make it as tiny as you can, anchor it to something that's already a habit that you're already doing. It always comes after you do something else. And then when you're done, celebrate, declare a victory. So, you know, making your bed every morning, you know, I'm going to start by just um, pulling up the sheet, you know, or whatever it might be. So you link an emotion to your action and it starts to rewire your brain. You do a behavior and you feel successful, reading, flossing, Things adjust in your brain and all of a sudden it just starts becoming automatic. It doesn't take that much effort anymore. And your brain becomes more comfortable with the change because it doesn't feel drastic. It doesn't feel threatened. So some people struggle with the celebrating, uh, Dr. Fogg found out. So if you're not a celebrator and that doesn't feel authentic or sincere for you and you're having a hard time with it, um, he's had some success with folks. If they can link it, link that ha the new habit to a deep purpose, like something that they really value. And then each time they do it, they say, okay, I am living out my values in doing this. And so, you know, um, yeah, it turns out that when it comes to change, tiny is mighty. Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five essential takeaways from today's episode, creating lasting behavioral change. Number one, we need to admit Brains are not wired to embrace change. Number two, really, really practical. How do we make lasting change? Number two, start with making a t tiny change. Takeaway number three is link it to something you already do. For me, coffee. And number four, take time to celebrate. And number five, Dr. Rhoda and I talked about this, really challenge yourself on one thing. And we are uh, super excited to hear the results of how you're approaching this and one behavioral change that you over time find really to be a lasting change. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.